0: thoughts presented by PreScouter, where we quickly break down one healthcare topic or trend. I'm Jeremy Schmier, and with me is Dr. Ryan LaRanger. Today, we also have a special guest, Dr. Sofiane Bacalfa, who has a material science PhD and has done extensive research in supercapacitors and lithium-ion batteries. Sofiane, one thing I've been hearing about is batteries can recharge faster. Um, there's different capabilities, tell us a little bit more about what's possible, what's innovating and why it might matter.
1: Thanks, Jeremy for having me on the podcast and very excited to talk a little bit about um, these technologies which are really going to impact a lot of our lives. Um, so when we think about batteries and you know I'll focus more on lithium-ion batteries as that's been a, a crux of, of a lot of uh, the technologies. Um, that I've been focused on. There's a lot of different aspects that need to be uh, considered um, that will impact this charging speed. Um, At a high level, you can think of the architecture of the batteries themselves and the electrodes as being one component. You can think of, uh, the ambient temperature as being another component, and you can also think of um, the battery chemistries and the intended applications as a third component, all of which have to be balanced, we'll say, so to to create an an optimized um, battery experience for, for your application. And so just to dig a little bit deeper into those four areas, when I talk about the architecture of the electrodes, we're talking about these porous materials with large pores and um, a battery has two electrodes, uh, a cathode and an anode. And typically you will have the lithium ions that shuffle back and forth between both uh, electrodes. And so when we're thinking of the architecture of those electrodes, you can modify that architecture to make it easier to charge faster. And really, that's just making those pores bigger. Um, More room um, allows these ions to move faster um, in and out. Another important aspect is the battery chemistry themselves. Um, so lithium ion batteries are one class of battery chemistries, there's others, and even within the lithium ion subspace, there's different sort of subchemistries that all interact differently, that all have different electrochemical uh, reactions and thus different dynamics that will impact that uh, charging speed.
0: So that sounds like a, a great place to start. <laughs> Obviously, the, the makeup of these batteries, the the innovations that are occurring. Ryan, let's shift over to you. What Where do you see this being meaningful as we think about pharma, healthcare, med device?
2: So we've spent a lot of time talking about Uh, personalized medicine, remote medicine, especially in this age of COVID right now, uh, we want more and more things to be done uh, remotely, basically. So someone doesn't have to come to the hospital or if they do, they can have a procedure done quickly and safely. Uh, Batteries are kind of the lifeblood for a number of these big changes in the way that healthcare is executed. So for instance, when we're talking about implantable devices, pacemakers, or uh, insulin pumps, or some of these other devices that are important, uh, one of the things that's essential is that they last as long as possible while being safe and while maintaining a charge. And increasing sophistication of batteries, decreasing the weight, decreasing the charge time, is essential for improving the quality of life of patients who are using these devices. And that's just one example.
0: And and Sophie, maybe coming uh, back to you, you know, we've, we've talked in the past about, you know, solid state or miniaturization, we've talked about the chargeability, you know, what might something like this look like, you know, kind of going a little bit deeper into Ryan's explanation for cardiac devices or surgical instruments, wh- where do you see the, the crossover?
1: Yeah, no, those, are, those are great, great questions. Um, so I'll, I'll tackle them. I think there's two, I think, main points. And first, just going back very quickly to charging speed, it's important to, to understand that you know, for a particular battery, the charging speed is going to impact the lifetime of the battery. You charge something faster, it's going to degrade quicker. Um, and typically, when you plan out the lifetime of the battery for an application, such as the, the medical uh, device, um, you have to be very careful of those charging speeds. And that's why you know, a lot of the additional controls, the, the battery management systems are all optimized to extend that lifetime. So you don't actually, in most cases, want to go very fast in terms of charging speeds, especially when we're talking about um, implantable devices um, that are you know, mission critical and, and that are going to be uh, very important. Now, talking about miniaturization and, and you know, the move towards uh, devices like solid state batteries, um, this is definitely where a lot of the crux of, of research and development is occurring. And whenever we, we talk about solid state batteries, what we're really talking about is moving from a liquid electrolyte to a, a solid electrolyte. And of course, this involves other components like the separators. Um, but what that does is it allows you to, to to cram everything into a sort of a smaller form factor. It also um, um, in some cases for some chemistries allows for faster charging speeds um, and less of a risk of a sort of a, a thermal short uh, occurring um, due to you know different uh, chemical reactions that then might occur. Um, and so I think Right now, we're, you know, if you think of how the lithium-ion battery space is evolving, we're really at almost at the onset of of solid state. Right now, we're still in the advanced lithium chemistry world where we're moving towards reducing cobalt amounts um, to improve the economics of the battery, to improve its safety a little bit. Next will come solid state, and that's being driven by Uh, other applications like electric vehicles, and you may have heard of Toyota's uh, advancements and so forth. And then even beyond that, we're going to move to other chemistries like lithium sulfur uh, and lithium air. Um, And and progressing from one to the other gives you increased safety, gives you increased economics, and all of that is going to, of course, open up the world to new medical device uh, applications.
2: Lithium air? (laughs) That sounds amazing. I want to ask about all of these, but just sort of very quickly, I'd be curious to know, uh, often when we're thinking about batteries, we're thinking about larger ones for uh, applications, uh, just One thing I'd be curious to know is, first of all, of these innovations that you've mentioned, which might be more appropriate for or enabling for advances in the medical space? So basically, what should people with that in mind, what should they be keeping an eye out for? And if you have any remaining time and you are aware of something very exciting, I'd be curious to know if you've seen anything interesting in sort of wireless charging or some of these other kinds of novel charging features. Which might allow for more long-term functioning of implantables. So a bit of a two-parter there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Let's see what I can cover here. Um, so first, um, in terms of what what kinds of chemistries are going to be more relevant for the medical device space, um, you know, I think safety is is one of the most important aspects whenever we're thinking about medical devices. And because of that, tried and tested mature technologies are going to dominate for a while. And that means we're going to stick with some of the advanced lithium ion technologies that we're seeing being tested and and piloted in the uh, electric vehicle world, um, in the electronics uh, world, and so forth. Um, Solid state is next. um, And as soon as solid state becomes sort of, Uh, has demonstrable outcomes and and a a price point that makes sense, I think it will most certainly be utilized. It also allows you to do things like uh, operate at a much larger temperature range, which when we're thinking about the medical space, you're talking about very cold on one end and very hot on the other end if you're doing things like autoclaving and so forth. And so solid-state lends itself well to those kinds of of applications. Thinking of those, you know, really far-out technologies that I mentioned previously—lithium air, lithium sulfur. Lithium air is really interesting for other applications because it's extremely light. You're, you're basically removing one of the electrodes and just using air, um, so that's really great for um, aerospace, for uh, automotive. I'm not sure if it's going to be super uh, interesting for for the medical device world. Lithium sulfur might not be the best case as well because it might be more of a toxic chemistry, might have more inherent um, risks, um, but with greater control over the chemistries, I think you know we can start exploring these. Their potential for how much energy they can store is, is much higher than what's available now. And so that's always gonna make them um, interesting.
0: Well, Ann, thanks for, for joining us today. I think if there's one thing we learned, there's a lot of adjacent applications for innovations and technologies happening, perhaps in other industries, which could then be applied to you know, to other industries. So that is all the time that we have for today. We hope everyone enjoyed the conversation. Remember, our show can be found on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also find information on how to contact us with any questions or you know, direct feedback in the show notes. In our next episode, we'll dive into stem cells. And until then, thanks for listening.